Tonight, if you have your Bibles, we'll look at what the bulletin says, John's Gospel, chapter 20, verses 24 and 25, as we look at uh, Believing Thomas, John 20, 24. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Father, we thank you for these statements that was made by Thomas. Lord, I thank you that, that I believe. And one day I will see those nail prints. I will see that side. Thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice for us. Thank you for even now preparing a place for us. Thank you for the promise when you said you'll come again. Bless these people, Lord. Thank you for their faith, their commitment to come back tonight. Just bless them tonight. Give them a good evening, a good night's rest, and a good week ahead. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Well, we've heard it most of our life, Thomas, doubting Thomas. Um, it's okay to doubt in some areas. It's okay to doubt. Now, the, the, one of the areas that I don't like to doubt is to doubt whether we're saved or not. You know, that, that puts Christ back on the cross again. Every time the devil wants us to doubt that. Well, you, you can't be saved. If you were, these things wouldn't be happening to you. Well, things are going to happen. The Bible says that we will have troubles, trials, and tribulations, all three with an S. And I've often said we're either headed into one of those, or we're in one of those, or we're just coming out of one of those at any given time in our life. So therefore, if we, wherever we are in that stage, we need to help others along the way. If it's a situation I've never been in, then I will locate somebody who has been or is in that situation and put them together. Experience goes a long way. When someone in our society refuses uh, to believe something, most of the time we labor them, well, you're just like old Doubt and Thomas. Um... Uh, Thomas is remembered by his doubts. In fact, what was what we referred to him. He's also uh, labeled, if you read enough about him, as a rationalist, as a skeptic, and as an, an unbeliever, and even, listen to a stubborn mule. Now, I've been called that before. Not in exact terms. Um, but we need to see Thomas. We want to see him in a, in a different light tonight. See him as believing Thomas because he made a statement how he would believe. And you know, if we make those kind of statements. Listen, um, I've heard it said many times, be careful what you pray for because God can make it happen. He may not make it happen on your terms or mine, but he can uh, make it happen. Thomas struggled. He struggled with this doubt of assurance that the Lord was alive. Um, 
But of course, now, we're not going to read it right yet, but we'll close tonight in one of the purest and the finest examples of a follower of Jesus Christ in what Thomas had to say. So let's look at him in, in four areas here uh, briefly tonight. To begin with, uh, we want to look at John. Now, we're going to be staying in John. Uh, if you want to flip, flop, it's okay. And if you don't, it's okay. And if you want to push your little iPhone, your iPad, or iBrain, whatever you got, um, Look at John 11, uh, 16. John 11, 16. I hear pages. I like that. I'll wait. Here we see um, Thomas's um, devotion, first of all. John 11, 16. Then said Thomas, who is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. Uh, you know, Peter had that same statement, and Jesus said, you can't do that, son. I know you want to, and I know your heart's desire's in the right place. And Thomas here is encouraging others, well, let's go. If he's going to die, let's all die with him. Nothing is better than a good, solid core of God's followers to stick together in any kind of situation. It speaks volume to whatever that situation might be. Um, the first thing we notice here about his uh, devotion, um, his doubt warrants criticism if they do not diminish our devotion to Christ. Doubt, it's okay, except in the area of salvation. Uh, you know, we pray many times, many times we pray and God comes through and he says, well, I just can't believe that. Well, we prayed for it. We asked God for it. He says, whatsoever you ask in my name, and what's the next word? Come on, out loud. Huh? Believing. Believing. It is important. It is a must in a Christian life to believe. Regardless of what the world might say to us, we've got to keep believing. Believing that it'll happen. Doubting Thomas is also, according to this scripture, a devoted Thomas. Um, the setting right here is in northern Palestine, just beyond the Jordan. Thomas and his friends, they have barely escaped death at the hands of the angry mob that was in Jerusalem. Now, a quiet retreat pulled aside near the, the soft-flowing part of the Jordan River, they enjoyed a blessed time of peace with the Lord. And I'm satisfied that he sat them down and said, look, it's not my time. It's not my time. You know, we pray many times, and, and we pray microwave prayers. Hello? Oh, words, poop, poop, poops, and this. Seconds, minutes, whoop, there it is. When it's really, this don't sound right sometimes, a crock pot prayer, okay? We pray and then we wait. They that wait on the Lord shall, that's a future word, okay? Shall renew their strength. Shall receive answers. May not be the kind of answer you want. <laughs> I've received many of them. Wasn't what I wanted, but it's what he knew uh, was best. But then a messenger came while they were there enjoying 
peace and quiet, a messenger came with bad news from Bethany. A little town on the outskirts of Jerusalem, Mary and Martha were calling for the master. You remember why? Lazarus was dying. He was sick. And he was dying. Let's begin uh, in John's uh, gospel there. Um, let me make sure I'm right on this. I think it's 11. Back over at chapter 11. Yes, John 11, 4. Now, this is a little lengthy, but I want to read the story. Yes, we're familiar with it, okay? We are seasoned. I miss you, some of us are seasoned. Christians, you remember the story, but I want to read it to us, and you will follow along in John eleven four. When Jesus heard that he said, The sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified by it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister, and he loved Lazarus also. When he, heard, uh, when he had heard, therefore, that he was sick, he took his time for two days still in the same place where he was, by the Jordan, with his disciples, talking with them. Then after that, saith he to his disciples, well, let's go to Judea again. His disciples said unto him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone thee, and goest thou there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in a day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. But if a man walk in the night, he stumbleth, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleep is asleep, but I go that I may awake him out of his sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he's doing all right. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking a rest in sleep. Then said Jesus unto them plainly, Lazarus is dead. Now, you know what that means? That means no life, no breath, no consciousness. In verse 15, he says, And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to, in, to the intent ye may believe. Nevertheless, let us go unto him. Then said Thomas, who is called Didymus, unto his disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. And the rest of that story, as Paul Harvey says, Jesus got there, Mary and Martha were upset. They were very upset. Their brother died. And Jesus just simply said, Lazarus, specifically, Lazarus, come forth. And out of that tomb walked a dead man. And Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Let me put the breath back in him. Let me put consciousness back into him. Let me put life back into him. And he was delivered to his sisters. And you remember one said, hey, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. Well, we can't be everywhere. That's a known fact. Jesus can't, could not be everywhere. It's a known fact. I was really cut to the bone one time when I got a call from one of my uh, church members in our former church who said, hey, they just give daddy a few hours to live. I said, okay, I'll be there as quick as I can. I got there. Within five minutes, he had left this world. 
brothers, excuse me, the family were all there, brothers and sisters, the mother, the, the wife. And one of the sons really chewed me out because he said he died and you wasn't here. Never gotten over it to this day. But the rest of the family said, Kenny, don't worry. Said, you've been to my mom and daddy's house many times. And said, you've been to the hospital. And said, it was time for daddy to go and he's in a better place. Said, don't fret over what he said. Jesus probably felt the same way. Lord, if you'd have been here, if you had have been here. Again, Jesus couldn't be everywhere. So I am thankful tonight that when he, he got ready to leave, he told his disciples, boys, I got to go home. If I don't go home, the comforter will not come. Jesus went and 10 days later sent the Holy Spirit of God, which we have today. And it's nothing more than a miracle and a blessing that we have that coach, that we have that guide. That we, that's where Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, for he is in us. Praise God for it. It's unmistakable that, uh, that Jesus was devoted to Lazarus. Um, but listen, we cannot help but like and admire anyone who is ready to die for Jesus. And that's what Thomas said, let us go. You know, we done been there, it was bad. But if he's going to die, hey, we're a team. We're going to go, we're going to die with him. Thomas's head might have been all crooked, but his heart was in the right place. You know, that's important, that our heart be in the right place, the right spirit, the right attitude, the right kind of love, no matter what's coming or what's going to happen. For Thomas, there might be death, but there could never be disloyalty when you think about Thomas and all that he did with and for his Lord. Well, not only his devotion, but let's, let's think about his deliberation. And we're looking at John 14, 1 through 5. While you're turning, I use this a lot at funerals. Um, John 14, 1 through 5. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? That's a question there. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me, for in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there you may be also. And then in steps Thomas. Lord, we don't know where you're going, let alone how to get there. It's a good question. We don't know where you're going. How, where are you going and how are we going to get there? A thoughtful, weighing question. How are we going to get there? This past Monday, I thank Lynn and Charles and others of you who are Steve and Kathy and our good news uh, group. I don't think I have given an invitation at all um, since Christmas. But every other Monday or so, we're having children coming up saying, I want to be saved. Monday was no different. Four little children. I want to be saved. You know, that's a, I want to be saved. Well, I took them out, talking to them. Some of them, one at a time. And I'll go through the scriptures and ask them about their belief and how they arrived at where they are. And we were ready with one little child. We were ready to get out on our knees and let them pray a prayer inviting the Lord into their heart. 
Prior to that, this child says, how are we going to do this? I love it when they ask, how are we going to do this? It's a big thing with them. And then, Kathy Willis is working with a crew. How many did you have all Monday, Kathy? Fifteen. We're, Kathy is doing a little class uh, with those who are accepting Christ, getting them started right. Today at Yusuf, we're eating. Three of those came over, or was it four, came over to our table just to say hello and to hug our neck and saying we'll see you tomorrow. What an exciting time uh, to be working uh, for the Lord and, and doing these things. Now, you know, I find no fault with Thomas here. I mean, he, he had his head on right. Uh, even though we said he had his head on crooked, but his heart was right. He was, he was in the right spot at the right time for whatever God wanted to happen. So we can't fault him. Um, these questions arose out of his heart. Um, listen, God doesn't want necessarily lip service. He wants heart service. We can say a lot of things, but does it back it, does it, back it up? Does our audio back up our video or our video back up our audio? We say a lot of things, but are we willing to follow through with that? Listen, we should never be afraid of the truth. The Bible says the truth will make you or set you free. Who is the truth? We know it's Jesus. None other. Now, we think about, about Thomas, his devotion his deliberation, but let me let me go to a third thing. Looking at John twenty, way do we flip back over there? Unless you're already there. John twenty. Verse twenty five. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. Now what a crowd. We have seen the Lord. I'm talking with our eyes. But he said unto them, except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put the finger into the print of his nails and thrust my hand into his side and I underline, I will not be lead. You know that's the problem with a lot of folk today. They cannot see. They are spiritually blind. They have cataracts to the point the devil's put them there so that they say, I do not believe in such. And that's what Thomas said. I do not believe. I will not believe. Okay? Bravely, devoted, and honestly deliberated, he also, as a doubter here, uh, this is a weak, unlovely side of a good man and I asked this question, why was he like this? He had followed the Lord. He had his buddies that he went with as they followed the Lord. And all of them said, we, not I, but we have seen the Lord. And then he said, I'm not going to believe it. Why was this? Let me share this with you. Well, first of all, Thomas gave in to circumstances, okay? Listen. 
Why was Thomas missing from the upper room when Jesus first came in? Where was he? Well, it's been said, well, hey, he could have had family trouble and he had to be there home. True. His wife, if he had one, could have been sick. He was with her. True. He could have been working. True. We're too quick to condemn people when they're not where we think they ought to be. It's just like when, when uh, Mary and Martha said, if you'd have been here. Where were you, Lord? You knew. We sent you word. Well, it could have been that Thomas had lost all hope. I'll go with you. I'll die with you. He didn't. But listen, let's just review the past events that was rolling around in Thomas's head. He saw Judas plant a kiss on the cheek of Jesus. He saw that. That's probably rambling around in his head. He saw Jesus being dragged through the streets like an animal. He saw that. He saw Jesus' bruised, battered, bloody body. He saw that with his own eyes. He saw them when they drove the nails into his hands and his feet. He saw them when they rammed a spear into his side. He saw when Jesus was made fun of. He saw when they spit in his face and they smoked him. They hit him with their fists. He saw all this. He saw Jesus bow his head and give up the ghost. The end of life. I've been there with a many a people when it's all over with. All hope is gone. He saw him buried. He saw the stone that was rolled over the tomb. Again, all hope was gone. Why go to the meeting? Why go to the meeting? You've heard it said before. How you doing? I'm pretty good under the circumstances. Well, how in the world did you get under there to start with? God don't want us under the circumstances. He wants us above the circumstances. And the only way to get there is to be fully, faithfully trusting in the Lord. So no matter what we're facing, we know that God, through the Lord Jesus and the blessed Holy Spirit, is in charge. And we'd like to make changes sometime, but it don't happen. We as children of God, we, we need to be thermometers which register the temperature. What about thermostats? Thermostats determines the temperature. You know, when we, when we think about uh, thermometers, it's not up to us just to register what's going on. We have the right, we have authority from the Word of God to change it if it needs to be changed. I'm not talking about literally because some of us are freezing to death and others are burning up and it's going up and down, up and down. It don't know where to go so it just comes on and off and on and off. Finally it decides to shut down. Then everybody panics, you know. What are we going to do? Do the best you can with what you have. Well, he just cut himself off from help. Thomas said, hey, you boy, you, you're wasting your time. The reason was the, the mercy circumstances um, couldn't find enough faith needed to move forward with the community of believers that he'd been buddying with. It's like a flower that's being cut from its, from its, its stem, okay? 
It's pretty for just a little while, as long as it's got some water, but cut the sunlight off, and it'll wither away and die. And Thomas, you know, he, uh, he had a right, but yet he wasn't fully thinking by taking himself away from those he had been following and buddying with. Listen, we need one another. I don't care what the circumstances are. We don't need to harbor ourselves by ourselves. We need our Christian friends to see us through, to help us, to pray with us. You know, certainties sometimes happen and we can't control them. But listen, we, we, we are here to see each other through um, with each other can make this happen. Okay? We're sitting in a building tonight that when Lynn and I came here, you owed over $800,000. I think it was in a three-year period that God took it away. Hey, through us, through you, working together. The same thing can happen over there. Now, I don't know if this is a doable thing, Scott, but somebody made mention this morning, said, is there any way sometime we could have a walk through a peak so we can see what's going on? A peak? And no, many, hey, many folk have not entered that part of the building because the sign says, please do not come in, construction's going on, and they've obeyed the sign. But it's a big change on the inside. It won't be recognizable. God's really blessed, and he'll continue to be. All we've got to do is stay faithful. That's the key word, stay faithful. Not under the circumstances, but above our circumstances, and keep on going uh, for the name of the Lord. Well, Thomas, we, we see his devotion, his deliberation. We also see his doubt. But how about his declaration, his publication, uh, his proclamation? Let's look at John 20. Um, John 20, verse 26. All right, the disciples had met, Thomas wasn't there. Bible says, and after eight days, again, his disciples were inside and Thomas with them. I can't imagine what must, must have been going on in the conversation. But he was back with the family. He was back with the group. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. I don't know because the Bible don't show a picture, but I can imagine Thomas saying, <gasps> and the rest of them saying, I told you. I told you. Then saith he to Thomas, and this says to me, God, through the Lord Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, knows your thoughts and mine before we think them. He knows what's going to happen, what has happened, what is happening. Then saith he to Thomas, reach here thy finger and behold my hands. Look at my hands, Thomas, and reach here thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless, but, what's the word? Believing. You see, Jesus wants us to believe. It's important to believe. Well, the sight of the risen Lord was enough to take his breath. 
Sometimes just to see another enthusiastic Christian in all that's going on is enough to fire us back up. It's enough to fire us back up. Well, Thomas went from doubt to faith. Why did he do that? Well, listen. He did not live by his doubt. He lived by what he had seen in the past. And now, I'm satisfied he might have been halfway believing, but there stood Jesus and his faith took over. As he heard the disciples, others saying, I told you. I told you. We've been praying for you. I told you. We haven't forsaken you. I told you. Of all of us and all that we have, um, the same amount of faith, we don't all have the same amount of faith. Some of us have more faith than others, and I believe this amount of faith, uh, uh, it depends on, listen, the number of tests that we have been through. The more tests, the stronger we are. The stronger we are. Uh, he was not proud of his doubts. Thomas wanted to believe. You know, some people today, they search the Bible trying to find errors. Trying to find contradictions so they can bring it back to you and say, look here, explain this. I don't have to explain it. There it is in, in black and white. You either believe it or you don't believe it. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. His word is powerful. It is sharper than a two-edged sword. Who can argue with it? It is what it is. Thomas searched for the truth. He didn't wear a doubt proudly here, living up to that light that he had within him, and it began to glow again. Back to the point where he said, Lord, we'll go to, the, we'll go to die with you. He was back at that point. So we, th we think of Thomas not only as doubting, but a devoted, sold out to Jesus man here. He, 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 was, he was devoted uh, to all that Christ said to be devoted for. Uh, we need to simply be positive about our faith in Jesus. Well, that scripture keeps on, continues. Verse 27, Then saith he to Thomas, Reach here thy finger, and behold thy hands. Reach here thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, and that's that bold statement that we live on today, my Lord and my God. And listen to this, in verse 29, Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. And the rest of that is to you and me. Blessed are they that have not seen, yet have believed. These little children, they want to believe. How are we going to get there, they said. We're going to get there through Jesus because he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man's going to come to my father without coming through me. Thomas set a great example. Thomas may have been in left field sometime. But he came back to home plate and trusted and knew. And Jesus said, hey, Thomas, I'm so glad that you believe now. I'm so glad that you can reach your finger here. You see, it goes back when, when he said, unless I can do this and do this and do this, Jesus knew what he was thinking. 
Jesus knew what he had said. He said, so, back it up. Here's my hands. Here's my side. Help yourself, son. I'm here. I'm living. I'm alive. What are you going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? It's important to do something with our faith. Don't doubt. Trust the Lord. Father, thank you for the night. Thank you for the evening. Thank you for this, our people. Father, we thank you for the story, the true story of Thomas. We thank you for this great statement that our Lord made. You've seen, but more blessed are those who've never seen yet believe. And Lord, we know according to your holy word, we will see you face to face one day as we become just like you. Bless these homes that are represented tonight. And Lord, you know all the circumstances that we will be involved in tomorrow. And I pray that you would just speak to our hearts that we'll keep on going for you. Bless the Good News Club tomorrow. Bless those precious children, Lord, that await. They're so excited on Monday to come to Good News Club. Thank you for our workers there. Lord, we ask your will to be done in Jesus' name. Amen.